Heathen's Guide to Life, a show where this opinionated jerk and his little brother give our take on how to live your best life. I am K. Ibn Latif. What's up, world? I'm K. LaShawn. Welcome to our world, folks. Thank you for tuning in. You are in for an interesting ride. Hey! <laughs> the word heathen in this universe called the Heathen's Guide to Life is actually an endearing term. A heathen, as I define it, is simply someone who lives their life unapologetically according to a belief system and a code of conduct that works for and makes sense to them, irrespective of what others might think or feel. And so here we are, Kamar. This is the first episode of our second season. Yes. And I'm actually a little bit nervous. I've been waiting for this for so long. I have so much to say. I bet you do. (laughs) I'm actually a little antsy. We were in such a rhythm by recording every week that after such a long break, I'm just finding my bearings. But actually, it's all good. And the more I think about it, I'm actually excited. I think antsiness and excitement can be translated into like the same thing in some world. Are you trying to call me wrong? No, they, I mean, I am, but I think they are <laughs> definitely one of the same. Like, it's the same energy, bro. You it just is. gotta channel. You gotta just channel somewhere. All right. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've grown so much in the last couple of months, and that growth was, will, will, will totally show itself in our forthcoming podcast. Podcast, not radio show. Yes, our podcast. That's right. We're, we're growing, guys. So, Marmy, how goes your life? What's been popping in that world of yours since our fellow heathens tuning in last heard from you? Oh, my gosh. Well, there has been so much change going on. Change has been in the air. Um, I got a promotion at work. Yay! So, we're now we're moving closer to boss bitch status. Kamar hey. makes more money than me. <laughs> that is so a secret. And, um, yeah. So, like, I've been really grinding hard. And the more I climb the ladder, the more I feel like, I don't want to fuck with these people. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> really? You know, it's like, because the more you ascend, the more you have to assimilate to the culture. Lies. The corporate world. Lies. Man. Lies. It's hard out there. Lies. It is hard. It's like, for me personally, it's, you got to play the game. That's what I mean. There's certain things that you might not want to be the kind of throw a bitch under the bus type dude, but if you want to climb up, you got to assimilate. It's like you can't be Mr. Oh, well, that's not right. That goes against my personal whatever, and then think you're just going to not stay where you're at. I think there's always a way to maintain your integrity and maintain who you are and still climb. Um, Probably, but for me personally, I've come to situations where I just had to just realize, like, look, if a motherfucker throw me under the bus, I gotta play the same way. We just gotta play by the same rules. Okay. I'm not gonna initiate <laughs> thus throwing, mm-hmm. but bitch, I'm gonna have something in the vault for you. Ooh. If I gotta crack open that vault. <laughs> oh, oh, All right. Okay. But besides that, you know, so it's been like work stuff, relationship stuff is pretty good. Social life is damn near non existent because something's gotta give. I need rest. Oh, God, get rest. over yourself. Yeah. But my skin is moisturized, and, you know, I have, like, less outbreaks these days. So oh, good. Okay. I am just taking care of myself, which mm. is always a good sign of prosperity. I'm going to need you to work. If you're going to work in, 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 the, in the field that you work on, I need you to know that you have fewer outbreaks and not less outbreaks. 
less and fewer are not interchangeable. Okay. Okay. Way to put me on blast like that. But um, yeah, I got less outbreaks these days. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's going on in your world, Tabby? <laughs> Oh, gosh. I love it. I love you so much, little brother. I love you. Um, Stop. What's up with you, though? Um, So, so since we recorded last, those months ago, um, the two main things that have, that have been kind of a thing in my life is that I went and I did the Landmark Forum, and I'm in the Landmark um, curriculum. And Landmark is, um, to put it in few words, it's a curriculum. Less words. No, actually, fewer I'm just words. Language, I'm just it's gonna. It's a curriculum that teaches you. Um, you know, it's about transformational thinking. So, in essence, anything that is po- anything is possible if you stand in the possibility that it is possible. And so, that has shifted how I think about things. It's actually shifted a lot of um, how I see. Um, the principles of the Heathen's Guide to Life. And so we're going to revisit a couple of topics that um, that I brought up last year, and I have a new take on them. Mm-hmm. Um, I still feel largely the same way about things. I just kind of judged them a little bit. And aside from that, like my dating life has been a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when we last taped, I was like seeing this guy. He was younger than me. And we don't talk anymore. Um, but it was, it, was a, it was a great exercise. I would even tell him that dating you is an exercise. Um, but I learned some good lessons in that. And I've been seeing um, a couple of people now. A couple of people have my have my interest. Um, but all that to say that, like, I've been taking dating really seriously because I'm ready for a relationship after being single for now three years. Um, and actually, it's been my experience in dating that has um, kind of taken taken me to where we're taken me um to form this week's podcast topic. Um, so before we go into that, Marmee, mm-hmm. do you have anything more to add? I mean, I do. So with this young guy, what actually happened with him? Are we going to disclose? I don't think it really matters. Was it a hard stop or did you just like fade him out of your life? It was a pretty hard stop. Mm-hmm. But like what matters is the lesson that I learned more so than what happened or what we start More... More so than why we stopped dealing with each other. Mm, okay, okay. So I'll leave it like that. The world wants to know. The world does not need to know everything. Do it for the people. Nope. And by the people, I mean me. Nope. <laughs> I'll tell you separately. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay. All right, guys. All right, so let's jump right into the topic this week. So this week on, on the Heathen's God to Life podcast, we're going to explore the world of dating. So we have it that there is some magic formula that no one actually knows to winning your mate over. So when do you introduce your true self? When do you have sex? When do you talk about your end game? When do you introduce your sexual um, proclivities? When do you um, let yourself um, be vulnerable? Mm. But what are we measuring that against? We tend to be afraid of rejection, and so we try to be strategic and methodical about how much of what we share in order to draw in the object of our affection. But for what? Because that person, that object of your affection, who is probably who is probably doing the exact same thing, starts to be attracted to your best representative instead of your true authentic self. And I believe in standing in the possibility of getting what you want in all areas of your life by being who you are authentically. Okay, so I have a little bit of um, a problem with that. 
problem. A problem. Okay. And it's mainly because I just view it differently. It's not them falling in love for your best representative. It's them falling in love for what you want them to see. How is that? How is that the same thing? Because it's the same thing. I think I think it's the same thing. But I say it like that because no one wants to just go and lead in with the bad shit. I disagree, mm. and I'm going to get into that later, yeah. but I respect your point, and actually, it's exactly what you say is why I counter it the way that I'm going to. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. All right. So I'll use an example of the guy of one of the guys I'm seeing now. Um, his name doesn't matter. So we've been talking, we've been on Tinder, we've been talking, and I like him, and he likes me. Wait, Tinder, isn't that the Caucasian version of Jacked? I don't think so. I've never used Tinder. Or Actually, Jack, for that matter. I've, oh, oh, okay. The lies you tell. I want a lightning bolt to hit me up in here. I'll say I always have thought about Tinder as more about dating and Jack more about fucking. Oh, okay, okay. The Caucasian version of Jack is Grinder. Ooh, I've never used that either. Oh, okay. Okay. But the emblem is like a little freaky mask. Back to what okay. I was trying to say. So about this guy that I'm seeing. We've been talking, and I've been very, like, I've been um, spending a lot of time kind of breaking through and tearing down his own kind of boundaries and barriers, because that's just who the fuck I am. Um, But I've been saying, listen, I want you to get to know me. So, yeah, you know, I've I've been nice, I've taken him out, we've gone out, we've talked about cool things, but I'm like, I want you to know me warts and all. So I've talked, I was like, I've talked about, listen, I cheated in my last relationship. Um, I told him how I rationalized cheating back then, how I don't necessarily feel the same way, but you should at least know that that's who I've been, that I believe in sex, drugs, and rock and roll, Um, that I'm not always a nice person, that I have shallow tendencies, and a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, I want you to know that now. And if you have questions, ask me questions. But I don't want to just hide all those things about myself that um, can be perceived as bad or off-putting, and then you and then you fall for me based on all my good qualities, and then I let the, and then I then I let out I let out I let out the kraken, True. and you see that I'm a fucking asshole, <laughs> and I'm I don't want to do that. Yes. So it's my position that I have nothing to lose by being upfront and honest about who I am and what I want because ultimately I want a partner to get with, I want a partner to get with me and be based on all of who I am it is also my position that much of our self-imposed rules of engagement with regard to dating are rooted in a fear of judgment but what is there to be afraid of if you have a fear of being judged then that implies that you yourself have some issue with your way of being what so (laughs) personally i have been on the other side of this and i am one of those people where i kind of lead up to the the whole muchness of it all you know i don't just go out there and like "Ah, i'm a lot you know i i I don't hide it but i'm just mindful that i'm just getting to know a person and all that extra can be a lot to take Without the, um, if we you don't learn out, we don't learn what balances the other side of that extraness. Yeah. Um, so for me, like like for example, when I first met my partner, there was a lot of baggage and stuff that I kind of just didn't get into because I wanted to keep it lighthearted and I wanted to keep it fun. Mm-hmm. But eventually, that stuff came out, 
and it came out because I wanted it to, but it was just like, I don't want to scare them away. I don't want to scare them off. So I just was kind of um, mindful of what I disclosed. You didn't want to scare him off, so you led with off. your representative. I led with what I wanted him to see. You led with your representative. Yeah, yeah, I guess I was saying that. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying that <laughs> I'm I'm posing a different um, angle in dating because I think that we all we all do that. Yeah. It's a common thing, mm -hmm. and we're taught early on. Everybody, all the TV shows, all the movies, are talking about <laughs> anything about dating is always like, oh, you put your best foot. Oh, you hide. Like you dress well. You you do everything that you think you're supposed to do, and you beat everything that you think they want you to be instead of who you fucking are. Mm, but see, it sounds bad, but I wouldn't say that I wasn't being who I was. I was being me, but the baggage was just kind of like, I don't want to get into that. You were being you were being a part of you, mm -hmm. right? But you were curating who they saw. That's a good way to put it. In that sense. That's and, a good way to put it. And I don't and I want to oh, I want to just over I want to I want to emphasize that I'm not saying that our tendency to lead to lead with our our best version of ourselves is a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's a bad thing. I'm just giving a counter position um, because I found that again, I have nothing to lose by being myself. You're gonna lose the person early on, and that means they're not really <laughs> meant to be then. But if they would have gotten to see the good qualities of you a little quicker, then in essence, the ride would have been worth it. I don't believe that, and right. I'm not saying that I'm gonna lead with my. I'm gonna lead. With my, I mean, the thing is that like my asshole qualities don't count. Like, don't a they don't counteract my good qualities, mm -hmm. and they don't overshadow my good qualities. They're just part of the qualities that that they are part of the qualities that make up who I am. <laughs> but see, the thing is, when my partner was already kind of like hooked on me, it was like we were in this. It was real at that point. It didn't matter what I revealed or what he revealed. We were in it. We were invested in the relationship, and I think there's more of a tendency to, um, or more of a likelihood of you hanging around with someone that you've been invested in once you find out all the things that could have been a turn off, but now you're like, wow, this isn't really a turn off. This is a, it's just a, a challenge. But people are prone to kind of go away from challenges early on because they want to cut their losses as quickly as possible. True, that is true. And I think that was more of what I was doing, and that's why I keep saying I was not necessarily sending a representative, I was just putting my, well, yeah, okay. I was. I, I'll, I'll sending, go with the language. I'll go with the language. I yeah. was sending my best representative for a, a, the purpose of not not because I didn't want to be judged, but I wanted him to get to know all of this good stuff mm -hmm. that will probably keep him around, and it did. And then you know all the assholeness will come out later. You just you just actually, and I'm going to go back to to what I have kind of, mm -hmm. kind of written out. You just reinforced what I said before. Yeah. You led with the good stuff. Because you already had in your head that the bad stuff might steer him away. Yeah, I guess I am agreeing with you. I'm totally agreeing with you. Yeah. It's just we just have different language. Mm -hmm. and, you, and so, all right. Yeah, so basically, yeah, yeah. to that point, so to your point, Kamar, we create stories about how a person might receive us if we present our true authentic self. But then we act as if the story that we created in our minds is true for the other person. It's totally in our minds. Imagine what would happen if you're honest and upfront. We don't give people the credit or the benefit or the benefit of the doubt to be open to who we are because we have stories in our minds about the issues that we have, about what the impact 
of our quote-unquote bad qualities are but then we act as if those stories are actually true for the other person so moreover we create stories that who and what we are are wait we create stories about who and what we are that are authentically is wrong and worthy of judgment and then act as if those things are true we judge and we shred and, and we hedge and we shrub um, or lower or elevate ourselves instead of just being. We see someone that we like and feel that we got to lure them in by turning up our best qualities in order to win them over. Like you said, mm-hmm. like we all do. We all have done it. I've certainly done it. It's just that now that I've had a kind of a change of heart about things, I'm thinking about <clears> it differently. <throat> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking about, you know what? Because I believe in the possibility of getting what I want based on who I am, then maybe who I am is actually fine and it's good enough and I can stand in who I am enough to be comfortable to be that way to whoever I encounter because I don't necessarily have this story in my mind that there are certain parts of me that are undesirable well I think you do have to be mindful of the fact that your partner or your potential partner, they have stories in their mind about whatever we're talking about. True. So if you're talking about maybe, okay, I'm a, I'm a female and I have daddy issues, mm-hmm. it might be cool to put that out there so maybe your partner could see that, yo, this this explains why you're doing X, Y, and Z. It's mm-hmm. your daddy issues. But on the flip side, once you reveal those daddy issues, he, he or she might have some whole story in their mind about what a person with daddy issues brings. So if I find out about said daddy issues in the beginning, that that triggers my story. It could it could just reinforce it, go against it, whatever. But I might not hang around to find out what she is because I'm just like I'm out. Or if I find out about it later, it's like okay, well I didn't know you had daddy issues and, and you just totally challenged my concept of what I thought that would be. It's not even that, and I'm willing to hang in there because. Hey, that's a non-negotiable for me. But now I'm like, I'm already dealing with it. But it could also, it could also just create a conversation. It could create the space of having a certain kind of conversation early on. Well, you can always act like I can lead in and be like, hey, so have you ever dated a person that, you know, is fatherless? <laughs> you know, and of course they're gonna be like, whoa, what do you mean? Like, are you that person or mm-hmm. whatever? And yeah, you can have a conversation about it, but when you explain the way you explain it, it seems like I just get this vision of someone going on a first date, second date, like, hey, you know, I got daddy issues, and it's a problem in the past, and I don't want that to be a problem now, so. I mean, it's nuanced in that, of course. I mean, I'm not on the first date going to give you my entire life story, mm-hmm. all the personal details. Of course, I, of course, as humans, we need a certain level of comfort before we start sharing <laughs> like the intimate details of our, yeah. of our lives. I guess all I'm saying is that I believe that it's it does you it it does not do any harm to not be afraid to bring certain things up about yourself in your life. Agreed. Right. So Agreed. if so, basically, right. Like say, I was into like say I was into kink. We discussed kink on the show before. Mm-hmm. Say I was kinky, and I got this guy who's vanilla, and you know, I like him, but I know I'm kinky, and I don't want to quite tell him that I'm kinky yet. What that says is that I think that there's something wrong about being kinky and that I'm afraid to like let him know that early on because it might scare him away. Mm-hmm. Well, A, it might not scare him away. Mm-hmm. It might actually spark 
a healthy conversation about sex and about sexual expectations and about sexual desires and it might just set a certain tone it might just open it might open up his mind but things that like you don't know until you do it mm, true true that's all i'm saying you don't know until you do it yeah so i'm saying that while you're dating while you're trying something new that you stay in the possibility of just leading with who you are <laughs> all of who you are and of course you know you need you need evidence from are you are you are you eating candy no, I'm not eating candy. It sounded like you were. Uh, uh, I'm, I have a cough drop in my mouth. Oh, that's what that sounds like. Then. Yeah, I'm not doing it. Not that. <laughs> it's anyway. not that. Um, so I say that, I say all that to say that, um, basically going back to the whole story thing, we create stories about how, about how a person is going to receive us without ever testing it. And I think that when you're dating somebody, test it. And I think that, and then you can find out, we can save yourself a whole lot of heartache. How often do we talk to somebody for like months and then we don't share important aspects of ourselves and then we bring it up and then we find out, and then we find out that we're not compatible. Mm -hmm. But because we have an attachment, we try to fit a circle into an octagon. Mm, we could have figured yeah. out early, early yeah. on if we were just honest and upfront about who we were. Going back to the guy that I'm, I'm talking to, um, he actually is pretty closed off about a lot of things. And, we was, and I was saying the other day, like, yo, I have shared all kinds of things about myself. And I did that to create um, a space where you would feel that same kind of comfort. <laughs> and if you don't inherently feel that kind of comfort, that's fine. But what I'm doing is showing you that I'm not judgy in that way, at least. <laughs> I was about if you don't put a caveat there, honey. And I'm not judging you. Mm -hmm. That I mean, if I can tell you about my history of being a cheater, my propensity for sex, drugs, and rock and roll, my other kind of tendencies, and you see I'm still here, if I was that afraid that it would scare you away, I wouldn't have said that. I would have hid it. But see, that's where we differ because in the beginning, I never hid anything. I was just more conscious of we, when, I, when it comes to hope, the disclosures and revealing stuff, I was more towards the lighter things. Yeah. Now, if it came up that, you know, say I'm the person with daddy issues, well, I probably do have a few of them. If that was me, and, you know, if we got the conversations about fathers, and, you know, what well, was your father in your life? Did you grow up with some blah, blah, blah? I would be totally honest in that conversation, and it would reveal a lot for my partner. Mm -hmm. I'm cool with that, but what I'm not cool with is just leading with something that I think could be negative or has been negative in the past for me and just get it out there to get it over with like that's like I'm not a fan of that I think you should always lead with your light and you should always just be honest and upfront about who you are but you want to be honest and upfront about who you want to be and that's why I said I'm just putting my my um how do you say your best representative okay I'm putting my best representative out there because and that's who I want to be this is who I want to be seen as but who you want to be seen as might not be who you are and that's the setup I don't give a fuck. I think that's the setup. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. That's this is, the setup. This, this is what I want you to see. Mm -mm. This is me. I dress a certain way because this is what I'm presenting to the world. I'm not going to present the world with me and my funky ass IBS. <laughs> that's not something I want people to see. What's IBS? Irritable bowel syndrome. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Side note, my partner found out about that six years later. You have IBS? I do. I didn't know you had IBS. Because I don't tell people my 
my shit. So you tell fucking. So you so you go on the fucking podcast with strangers. So clearly, it came, it came up in the conversation, and this is what I'm saying. Like, if it comes up, then yeah, we can talk about it. I'm honest about it, but it's not something that I would necessarily disclose. Because I think we're saying different things because clearly you don't think it's wrong to talk about IBS because you just talked about it up, up among strangers. You just met our engineer today for the first time ever. Hello, Ba. I have IBS. <laughs> so I'm the smell in the room. <laughs> it's me. It's been me the whole time. <laughs> Full disclosure. I mean, I'm not I mean, I'm not saying that, okay, first date. Hey, I'm Katab. I'm gay. I smoke weed. I drink too much. I've done cocaine. I um I hate my father. Wait, can you can you throw some true. false stuff in there, please? <laughs> I love my father. <laughs> the last three years or so, yeah. I've loved him for a long. I've loved him for a long time. Anyway, <laughs> what I'm saying That's though is, I'm not saying on the very first date to let it all yeah, hang out. Yeah. I'm just saying that, like, you know how you have those things that you want to talk about. It's you know what it is. I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I, it's the things that you really want to discuss, but you're afraid to. Oh fuck that! I don't have none of that. That's those. what <laughs> I don't have none of those. Well, they we, ha- we well, are then, we are saying the same thing. Well, then there we go. Then we so are saying the same so thing. Who we're talking about? Then what we're talking about? I'm glad you kind of put it like that because it's not just. Of course, you gradually share things about yourself mm-hmm. as you feel comfort. Mm-hmm. Because you don't have issues with them. You, you just want to kind of like portion out what you talk yes, about. Yes, because it could be a bit much. What I'm talking beginning. about are those things about yourself that you want to share, but you're afraid of pretty much because you fear of being judged. Oh, those afraid. are the people that don't love themselves. The people that love, people that maybe are not as comfortable with all of themselves as oh. you or I. That's what I'm saying. Well, then, yeah. So, like, when you said, if you don't share your thing about kink, there's something in you that's, like... That's saying that, well, be, well kinky is wrong or it's too much and maybe I don't want to... Da, 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 but yeah. you really want the person... But you really want to know. Yeah, yeah. That's a little hint of self-hate there. Somewhere in it there. It could be. It could be. And it or could be what you, what you said about, you know, maybe you, you've grown up with these stories in your mind about what kink means to you. And you're you're having trouble with disclosing that to the world because of whatever reason. Um, yeah. My thing is have is say it. Have the conversation because again, all you know is what you have in your mind, but you have no idea how the person is actually gonna receive it until you give it to them to receive. So <laughs> And how often <laughs> Stop it, stop it, stop ah, it, stop it, stop go, it. Go. But then how often do we talk about things with people and it totally goes Way better than you ever thought. Yeah, my advice to anyone dealing with stuff like that would be to facilitate the conversation without necessarily being um, in the mind of trying to disclose something about yourself, Mm -hmm. but facilitate the conversation so you can have an honest conversation about it. There you go. Yeah. uh, mm -hmm. I think that kind of openness can create a wonderful dialogue that, that enables you both to get to know each other in like a real and authentic way. Now let's play devil's advocate here, and oh, okay. for the people, for the people who, for the people <laughs> that really do have a problem with some parts of themselves. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna stick with kink here. Now I grew up with all these issues with kink, and then when I became into it, I was, you know, I, I, I don't know, like I couldn't accept it. Blah blah blah. Now you have all that baggage attached to it, mm-hmm. and now you see someone that you like, you want to be with them. How do you address the kink then? Because you honestly do have a problem with it, 
but you do also know that they need to eventually find this out about you because it's a big part of you, but you haven't quite accepted it in your own in your own way. Well, it's hard. The thing is, how can you accept somebody? How can you expect somebody else to own something that you don't own? Same. So I don't know how to speak to that. I, I'm I'm uh, that's not that's not my ministry. <laughs> but that's the real issue here for me because it's one thing to say to go into it and be like, this is what you should do, but how? Like, that's that's tough. I'm thinking about some of the things that I would be ashamed to disclose, and I'm like, damn, I don't even know how I would begin to approach that. Well, I mean, that's not really the nature of what I'm talking about now. And damn. I mean, I mean, I can offer something. I just think- That's tough. I just think, again, you have to confront yourself mm -hmm. and, be, and be complete with it, be okay with it. I mean, it's hard to be kinky and then I mean, I don't want that kind of life where, where I want to do something, but then I have shame around doing it as soon as I do it. I don't know where um, our duchess is, but I'm pretty sure she would tell you there's a whole lot of people that are in the kink scene secretly. It is. Like like low-key, like nobody knows about it but the people who are in it. That's true. And damn, that, that's hard. It is hard. And that's why they're so into the scene because they're getting their satisfaction in, like only in that scene. Yeah. But yeah. you know... It's, I mean, it's it's a careful balance, and there's no right or wrong, and I'm not at all trying to say that this is that this podcast is the solution <laughs> to all your dating problems. Yeah, yeah. It's just my take on one aspect about dating. It's just the position that I'm taking of. You know what? I'm, I guess, making the assumption that you pretty much that the that the person listening that's really taking this in has, you know, uh, a lot of self acceptance yeah. to get themselves, yeah. but they're just trying to figure out how to get to the next person. Right. That's what I'm saying. Right. Um, which that kind of takes me into my one thing that I really wanted to drive in for this episode: identify your non-negotiables, like straight up in the beginning. Yeah, I think that's true too. You have to do that because you have. Yes. Once you kind of get all that stuff out of there, you don't want to find that stuff out in the long run. And so I would more I would I would not be talking to the person who's into kink. I would be talking to the person who knows that they don't want to date a person with kink. That's like, yeah. yo, seriously, put that out there. So then I don't even have to waste my time disclosing myself. I can just delete your number, block you, and never call you back. You don't know why, but this is why <laughs> you told me something in that conversation. I'm so glad you I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. Because the non-negotiables are real. It's like that's But sometimes the non-negotiables might be negotiable for the, <laughs> over the right person, but I do think it's good but to leave with gotta, them. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta rope them in. It's good, you gotta you know rope what them though? in first. But you know what though? But putting out your non-negotiables could still invite a conversation. Because mm -hmm. I met, because I thought, I thought that dating a white man was non-negotiable. I just dated one the other day, and it was fine. Oh, it was totally fine. Why was that ever a non-negotiable? Because I didn't think I ever, because I, because the idea of pink dick is so unappealing to the me. The pink me. So I'm like, no, I'm not interested. But then I meet somebody who's white, and I'm like, oh, well, let me do this. A little medium rare won't hurt. Stop. <laughs> I get you though. I but get you're you. right. Yeah. You're right. Leave with your non-negotiables as well. And for the same thing, it 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 can create dialogue. Mm -hmm. And the person that will weed them out, or if the person, if you're kind of into them and you say that's negotiable, they might say, but is it really? <laughs> so why? I, they might challenge you. <laughs> well, why is that non-negotiable? You know what? We are so on the same page because if you look at my my notes here, I put identify your non-negotiables and prepare to throw them all away. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I because in the long run, you don't know what's what you're really able. Like people don't give their mind and their body enough credit. 
you can deal with a lot of shit. Come through. For the right person. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I thought dating a person that had HIV was non-negotiable until, mm. I, until I met somebody that had HIV and I was like, oh, mm. I guess it's not as big of a deal right, as I thought right, it was. Right. That's what we have condoms for. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Identify your non-negotiables and prepare to throw all them shits away because life will take you places where you never, ever imagined. And you're like, you know what? This ain't so bad. Kamar, I don't have much to say after that. Besides, it's just pink. I think that's really it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same. I'm going to wind this down, right? Okay, okay. So, but, but wait, before I do that, mm-hmm. although I think the last thing you said was awesome, what else do you have? Do you have anything else that you have to make sure that 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 our listeners hear before I wrap us out? Well, you know what? Honestly, I only wrote those two points down, but the other part of it was, you know, I think when your non-negotiables are a hard, a hard stop for you, it's almost like stopping the show before the curtain even goes up. It's like, okay, I don't even want to see the show because I don't like this. And then you miss out on a potential experience of a lifetime because you had this hard stop here and you wasn't even willing to go along for the ride. I would hope that your non-negotiables have been tested. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know... Like, I know that, like, I don't like to be slapped because I've been slapped and it did nothing for me. <laughs> right, well, we ain't right, doing that. Right. We ain't going to get down like that. I'm, <laughs> I think we're fine. We're yeah. So, yeah, you got to, I think, I think if you have a non-negotiable, you should test it mm-hmm. to make sure that it's really non-negotiable. Because it could just be that you have a closed mind. And this is another thing that I want to bring up. Stay in your lane when it comes to dating people. What does that mean? Stay in your motherfucking lane. What does that mean? If if you ask for things that you aren't willing to offer, that bothers me when it comes to potential dates. What does that mean? It's like, you know, um, hey, I have this goal of dating a Harvard man, and I only got my GED. It's like, okay, why? Like, why are you going for Ivy League when you're not offering that? Like, how? How in what world is that realistic? And mm, um, I don't know that I believe that. I don't know. Why? Why though? Like, why? why is that? Why is that your your go-to? Like, why are you? Why do you want something that you're not? I, I always kind of just I find that so strange. Why does my education level prevent me from wanting a person that has a higher education level than me? No, I'm not saying the person that wants uh, just that. I'm saying like I only date a man who's he just went to Harvard. That's how my many, thing. How many Harvard grads deal with fucking whores and prostitutes and call girls and make them their wife? Mm, true, true. But I'm going after the person who this is my this is on my top thing. Like if, if he doesn't have a Harvard education, I'm not dating him. And that's like I feel like a person who actually has that can say that and be like, okay, well, you don't want someone who's achieved less than you. Or you don't want someone who's not equally yoked. I understand that. Mm. I can accept that more than a person who has unrealistic goals. Uh, okay. And that's always been an issue for me when people just set out, or or in the gay world, where they have like all these things that they want in a mate. Like he has to be tall, dark, handsome, have a full beard. It's like, okay, that's all visual stuff, but like, you're none of that. So you just want someone that's like nothing like you? like. I don't know. I just feel I like... I don't think what you're saying is germane to our topic. It's not, but that's just something so, I had to... So, you know to what? Maybe, maybe, that, was more of a, maybe, maybe that was more of a talking shit. Stop. I'm going to do that for talking Stop. shit. Stop. That's what we're going to do. As I was saying, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there are no magic formulas in this world of dating. There is no right or wrong timeline to adhere to. Ultimately, we want somebody to love us for who and what we are. Warts and all. <laughs> warts and all. In order to get that love, we have, we have to be willing to show... Not only show, but be who 
who and what we are. Our, our representatives are not who and what we are. Our, in fact, they are who and what we think we should be to the object of or, or the interests of our affection. That representative will set you the fuck up. So in the spirit of the principles of the heathen's God to life, be unapologetic about who you are and what you want. And now let's talk some shit. Oh, I got one. <laughs> I got one. Okay. Stay in your motherfucking lane. You done that. Been there. I'm, I'm going to steam up past that. <laughs> I'm going to talk shit about people who insert their opinion about doing something that I'm about something that I'm doing before they actually know what I'm doing. Now, who are case, in people? Point, who? case in point. Case in point. I was um, at my friend's store. This was, um, I was hosting an event. I was actually, you weren't there, Kamar, but I was, I was gonna, I was hosting a Heathen's, a Heathen's God's Life, a Heathen's God's Life brunch. Oh yes, I was out of the country. You were out of the state. <laughs> and so I'm telling my friend about the event. Her friend was there, and I'm saying, yeah, um, at the brunch, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do X, Y, and Z. He's like, you should do da da da. I'm like, have you even heard my show? He was like, no. I'm like, well, then if you heard my show, how are you going to tell me anything about what I should or shouldn't say or should or shouldn't do? He was like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, did you hear my show? Mm. Mm. So mm. if you're going to offer some kind of like counter or some kind of opinion about, about what somebody should do, you should at least know what they're doing first before you insert your fucking opinion. I hope, I hope you're listening. Anyway. <laughs> Do you have anything else to talk shit about? I want to talk shit about girls with over-the-top lashes. I mean, oh, when they got like tarantulas sitting yeah, on their eyelids? Yeah, yeah. I got to talk so shit about that. So day classe. I got to talk shit about that. Like, I saw this lady, and she had these eyelashes. They looked like little feathers. And they were just like flapping. <laughs> <laughs> and it seemed like people with the big eyelashes just want to blink more than everybody else. And I'm like, They have to because their eyes are irritated from all the glue in their, their eyes. eyes are dry. <laughs> so I'm just, I think eyelashes are wonderful. <laughs> They're really, they can really give you a face character. But you know, let's just be more realistic about our goals here. Let's have some, um, you know, if, 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 if you go over the top, go over the top and then half in it. And you'll probably be somewhere in like, you know, <laughs> or go over the top, but do it well. Like, look mm. at Kim Kardashian. When she, her lashes be thick and long, but yeah. they're beautiful and they're well done. Ooh. And although you know they're fake, they're still lovely. <laughs> and she doesn't, you don't see the crud of the glue in her close up. You just see lovely mink lashes. Yeah, but, oh, but then when you said mink, you just triggered, like, come on, maybe you just can't afford the mink lashes, but you want the look. Hey. So you go for synthetic mink. Do better, sis. That's it. Well, that's <laughs> our time together. We hope to not only entertain you, but to provide you with some new or different perspective about the topics we discuss. Make sure you join the conversation and share your thoughts on today's topic. Yes, yes. And as always, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Um, on Facebook, just give us a search for The Heathen's Guide to Life. And on Instagram, follow our Instagram page. It's at Heathen's Guide, no apostrophe S. Tune in next week for another episode of The Heathen's Guide to Life. I am Kay Ibn Latif. And I'm Kay LaShawn. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye, 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 bye.